Hey everyone, and welcome to It's the Breakdown Podcast with D Malone. I am D Malone, and today we are going to be talking about purpose. But before we get into it, let us pray. Father God, we thank you so much for who you are, and we thank you so much for just how much you love us, how much you adore us. And God, we we send you that love right back. We adore you, Lord God, and we honor you. And in this moment, Lord God, as you give us your word, I ask that you help me to deliver it exactly the way that you would have it delivered. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would touch each and every heart, every mind, every set of ears, that we would all be receptive to what you have to say to us on today. So let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord God, I thank you. Holy Spirit, speak for me, speak through me, and definitely speak to me. Bless your children as we go throughout this lesson. Help us to hear and receive exactly what you want us to hear and receive in the way that you want it to be received and heard. All these things in your name, Jesus, I do pray. Bless your children. Amen. Amen. So purpose, what is purpose? Well, the dictionary has purpose as the reason for which something exists or is done, made, used, etc. Then it says an intended or desired result. So it sounds to me like when God purposed us, he had some intended use. He had a desired result, an aim, an end goal. There was some de- determination within our purpose. And many of us are looking for our purpose in every place but the manufacturer, our creator. Now, no one else can tell us how we are to operate if they didn't create us, if they did not manufacture us. The the manufacturer is the one who tells us how to be used. That's why when we get product, when we get uh, items, right, there is a manual. But where did the manual come from? It came from the one who created it. So no one else can tell us what our purpose is in this lifetime, in this life, because they're not the manufacturer. We have to go back to the one that made us to find out what is our purpose. And here's the thing that we forget is that when we do ask him, we want to we want things to work out our way, not his. So many of us are like, okay, I heard him, but we don't think we heard him. And so we're seeking, you know, the other purpose and we get into what we think is the other purpose, but that's not working out right. We wanted to do it our way instead of his way, but it's his purpose that will prevail. And I know Romans 8.28 is a favorite scripture of ours that we say, oh, so often, But the part that I believe we miss is 
his purpose. It states, called according to his purpose. So let's take a look at um, this verse. He says to us plainly for, you know, all things work together for the good of those who are who love him my bad who love him and are called according to his purpose according to his purpose not their purpose now let's take a look at that verse 29 now verse 29 tells us oh something completely connected Verse 29 says, excuse me, for he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called whom he called, these he also justified, and whom he justified, these he also glorified. Whoa. So we know that we have purpose. We know that we're here for a reason. Second Timothy says to us that who has saved us and called us with a holy calling not regarding not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began so it's not even all about our good works we were called because he wanted to call us But he called us for several reasons. But the one is to bring glory to our king, to bring glory to his name. And in order to know our purpose, we must look for his. We have to look for his purpose. There's no purpose without his purpose. He says, for apart from me, you can do nothing. But with me, all things are possible. So let's look at Ephesians 1.11. And it states, In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Come on, somebody. Again, he's saying, do what I say, and there's something in it for you. There's an inheritance for you. You have been predestined to the purpose of him. Him, meaning God, who works all things according to the counsel, to the guidance of him. So you got to be guided by him. By him. And I think the other part, the other important part 
that we forget is we must love him. That's the, the, the part about Romans 8.28 and each of these others is that we must love him. See, when he first created us and predestined us to be purposeful in the earth, he did it because he loved us. He loves us. But there's something that we have to do in accordance and that's love him. And to love him doesn't mean to give him the world's version of love. Not that conditional, being led by your emotions kind of love. That, oh, I got this feeling kind of love. When we love God, it's innate. It's innate. It's, it's that I love God no matter what. I love him so much I want to be in his presence. I always have joy when I'm in the presence of God. But I always know that no matter what, God gets my love. God, because God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that's enough reason for us to love the Lord for us to love God. And so we know that his purpose that he placed on the inside of us is to draw all men to him and to bring glory to him. In 1 Corinthians 12, uh, 4 through 11, it lets us know exactly what we are to do. We have been given all of these special gifts and some of us many, some of us a few, some might have just that one big gift. But that gift is to be utilized to the fullest capacity. We've got to be emptied of that gift. We must use this gift to bring glory to God and to bring men to him. That's what we were talking about, the light last week. The light is to draw men to the Lord. The light is not about us. The light is all about him. It's all about the Lord. And so God knew knew who we were before we were even us. Let, let me let me say that a different way. God knew us before we were even in our mother's womb. That's proof. There's proof in Jeremiah 1 5 that tells us. He's like, I know you before I formed you in your mother's womb. So there's no way that any of us is a mistake. And he assures us of that when he tells us in Jeremiah 29, 11, another favorite. For I know, not you know, he says, for I know the plans that I have for you. Plans not to harm you, but plans for a great future and a hope. God says, I got something for you. So that lets us know that there is hope inside of our purpose. But I'm going to get to that in a second. So I want us to look at Philippians 2.14. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his 
good pleasure. I just want to keep reiterating the fact that this life is not about us. It is about us doing the will of the Father. What we were purposed to do. Now, does that mean that God doesn't want us to enjoy ourselves here? No, that does not mean that. But that does mean that we can't keep seeking our own way, our own pleasures. We have to pay attention to those special gifts, to the things that we're passionate about that are not contradictory to the word of God. I just got to make sure that I say that it cannot be contradictory. We cannot be trying to follow our fleshly desires. We can't follow God put the desires in our heart so that he would fulfill them. But that does not mean that we follow the flesh desires. We follow the desires that he put in our hearts. And so to me, purpose ignites hope and that's not me trying to put my interpretation on it so I want to make sure that I'm clear on that when we read Jeremiah 29 and 11 we know that he has plans for us which is plans for a great future and a hope so there's hope within purpose purpose ignites hope hmm That sounds so interesting to me. Like, whoa, purpose. When you know you have a purpose, you have a reason to live. There's hope put on the inside of you. You hope to do things the way he would want us to do them. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters the presence behind the veil. Oh, we're talking about the veil again. And that's Hebrews 6, 19. So there is a hope within us, within the purpose. And then when we look at Romans 5, 5, it says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Now, in case you don't believe me, let's go down to Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. God wants us to have that faith and that hope hope knowing that he's not going to disappoint us he has our back our front our top our side like he's all into us because he loves us now Romans 15 13 tells us now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope By the power of the Holy Spirit. So, our purpose is to fulfill what God wants us to fulfill, to do what God wants us to do. And He gives us this hope to, I believe, energize us, 
to energize us to fulfill the things that we were predestined to do. So let us stop being arrogant and and acting as though we have so much time to do what he wills and has purposed us to do and to be. Proverbs 16, 9 tells us a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. God is telling us where to move. That guidance is there. Now, how do we get into knowing our purpose from God? Well, we have to get intimate with him. Intimacy with the Lord reveals all that he wants us to know. James 1 and 5 says, if anyone seeks wisdom, ask the Lord and he will do generously to give it. So the Lord admits that he will withhold no good thing from those who love him. See, he's very specific about being loved. And he didn't create us to automatically love him because he wanted to be authentic, much like how we want people to love us authentically, not for any obligation or for uh, alter, uh, alternative ulterior motives. Y'all pardon me. God wants us to love him because he loves us. Because he loves us and he's proven his love to us. So, you know, we have to be honest with ourselves. We are the same exact way, aren't we? There's nothing that we won't do for the ones that we love. There's nothing. And God says, there's nothing I won't do. I will withhold no good thing from those who love me. So he's like, I want you to love me. You love me. I got you. No worries. I got you. So putting him first and spending time with him, not out of obligation, but out of love, draws us to finding out more about what he has purposed us to do, what his purpose and his will for our life is is and the way that we desire to speak to a loved one God wants us to have more desire to speak to him he wants us to have more of that desire to be in his presence and we should truly want to be in the presence of of God to know what he wants us to do to know who he has created us to be We want to be more like him and less like the world. And I believe that for some of us, separating ourselves, being set apart from the world is tough because we want to have the fun. We want to do all of the things that God is saying, I need you to pull away from that because it's distracting you from me. 
And it's pulling you down into the wrong road. It's leading you into temptation, which temptation can lead to death when you follow it. And he's saying, I want you to separate from that. And some of us aren't ready to separate from that because it means that we have to, to us, live an astringent life. We have to live a stringent life. And a stringent life too. We got to be clean. And most of us are so attracted to the things that God is saying not to do only because we want to follow our purpose, our fleshly desires. We want to follow what we want. And God is saying, but I want you to follow what I want. I want what I want and I put inside of your heart to be the thing that sets you on fire, to be the thing that you want to gravitate to. But we we've put in our minds and the enemy comes and he puts these lies and we we come into agreement with them and we start to believe that following Jesus wholeheartedly, which is what he's requested from us. Love me with all your heart, your mind and your soul. Like everything about you should love me. I don't want to share your love with anything or any one else because I'm a jealous God and we think that when we follow him wholeheartedly that we have to be so pristine and perfect that it, 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 it puts a pressure but God is not God says come to me all you who are heavy laden and I will give you rest. I will give you my yoke. Take my yoke upon you. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Following Jesus is not a burden. Yes, will there be some tough times? Absolutely. But guess who carries us through the way? Guess who helps us? Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So we're not without help. And I think the problem is is we believe we have to do it in our own power and our own strength and that is a lie and I bind and rebuke it in the name of Jesus right now I pray that we come out of these agreements that we've made with the enemy to follow his ways and not God's it is time for us to walk in deliberately to the purpose that has been placed down on the inside of us, the purpose and the predestination that God has given to us. We have to follow what God says to do, become who he's set us out to become. It's imperative. There are people attached to that. There's nothing wrong with enjoying your life but when all you are seeking is to enjoy your life therein lies problems because that means you are following the flesh and it is time to straighten up and fly right we have been set free but we have to remain free you want your purpose go to God Ask the Lord what your purpose is. Dig a little deeper into the word of God. The word of God has all the answers. It's not enough to open it sporadically. It's not enough to, to, to memorize a scripture and think you're holy. That's a lie too. God wants us to keep 
our faces in his to know his word because when you know his word you get to know him and the character of him the heart of who he is and then with that you start to see where your purpose is where exactly does God want to utilize you maybe it's being a single mom maybe it's being a parent maybe it's being a wife maybe it's being a husband Maybe it's in your workplace with your annoying boss. Maybe you are to affect change in the world, in the place that you think is minuscule, in the place that you think is small. Maybe it's the gift that you keep pushing down that is what God has purposed for your life, for you to bring about the change that he wants to bring about. Philippians 1.6 says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ. So here's another thing that we need to hold on to. God is not done with us. Hallelujah. He's not done with us. Be confident and know this very thing. That he who has begun a good work, a good work in you, will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So the purpose will prevail. God's will will prevail. God will accomplish everything that he set out to accomplish in the earth his word shall not return unto him void we are blessed we are blessed with purpose we are filled with predestined things and ways that we need to be and I guarantee God is calling those he has called and chosen to come out from the rest of the world and be the light, the salt of the earth, the shining example of who he is, how he is, and how much he loves us so that the world could see And then turn back around to him, repent, draw all men unto him. And then that we would all give God his glory. His purpose is to have us all worshiping him. To have us all loving him. That is the depth of our purpose. So I pray that this has touched you to the core that it blesses you immensely because God's word is a blessing. God's word is so good for the soul. It is food for the soul. It is it is a, a power source. It is effective in helping us to be corrected, to reproof, to, to, to build us up, not tear us down. And I hope that it did exactly those things. That as we go forward, we will stop taking the time that he has given us for granted. 
and start seeking his face, putting him first, getting into his word, not just sometimes, but every single day. Every single day we spend time and we desire to spend time with him like we desire to spend time doing other things that will not get us to where we need to be. I pray that we will do these things so that God's purpose and will is fulfilled. So let us pray. Father God, we thank you for the purpose that you put down on the inside of us. God, we're so excited to be utilized by you. We're so excited that you loved us so much that you predestined us to be used for your purpose. And your purpose is good. Your purpose is perfect. Your will is perfect. And you are helping us to know what that good and perfect will is as we follow you. So I pray, Lord God, that you help each and every individual, myself included, to have strong, powerful, mighty encounters with you every time we draw near to you. Your word says that if we would draw near to you, you would draw near to us. If we would delight in you, you would delight in us. And we need you right now, God. Some of us are lost. We don't know what our purpose is. And we're looking for our purpose in everyone but you, our manufacturer, our creator. And I'm praying, Lord God, that each and every one of us who is in that space, that you will turn us around and pull us back into you. And then give us, reveal to us what your purpose is for the life that you've given to us. Lord God, I'm so, I'm so on fire for this. Because I know that you have put it in me to help us all to come back to you. All roads lead to you. We are nothing without you. But with you, all things are possible. We can do all things through you, Christ, who strengthens us. So God, I want to I want to bind and rebuke the lie that we have to do things on our own, that we have to go on our own power. Your word says not by might nor by power, but by the spirit of God. So I implore you, Lord God, I, I beg of you to send out your Holy Spirit once more. Take not thy Holy Spirit from us, O God. Fill us with your Holy Spirit as we decide to come to you to be saved. Give us your Holy Spirit to guide us, to help us, to be our helper, our friend. And we thank you for your son, Jesus, who is our friend, who sticks closer than a brother. We thank you, God. And as we go throughout the rest of this week, throughout the rest of this month, year, and our lives, that you would make it very clear to us as we seek you what our purpose is and what your will is for our lives. God, we bless you. We're in awe of you. We love you. We honor you. We worship you. We praise you, God. We love you. We love you, God. We love you. We love you. And on this moment, in this moment, we give you ourselves. We give you us. We give you as our as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to you, oh God. We give you our heart, our mind, and our souls. We love you, God. All these things we ask in your sweet name, Jesus. We do pray. Amen. 
And I pray and I hope that if you do not have a relationship with the Lord and you want one, first of all, I'm glad you're here and I pray that you come back. But secondly, what I want you to do is I want you to pray this prayer with me. Lord, I accept you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take over my life. I give my life to you. I surrender all that I think I should be and do. I surrender it all to you. And I believe within my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. That you came to earth. You rose, you died on the cross, and you rose on the third day. If you prayed this prayer with me, you are now in the body of believers. And I ask that you continue to come here. I pray that you get into a good Bible-based community and church so that you will continuously be growing in spiritual maturity. So, I love you. And if you've never heard this before... Just just wait one second. I want you to know that you are to be blessed, but more importantly, be a blessing. Have an amazing, an amazing rest of your day, week, month, year. I pray that God shows you, reveals to you exactly what he has purposed for you to do. Okay? Have an amazing day.